Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 70, recorded Wednesday, nice. January 31st, 2024. 70. We got to see So we have to make Woo-hoo. it so 666 is our last episode. What Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> we might be dead by then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why? Why do, Is that sounding cut off to you? It's cut off to me. Like the Y yeah. is missing. Yeah. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. That's good. Yes. 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 Just barely. Well, the, Just yeah, barely. It. Is this for real? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are you? You are a fucking star, aren't you? No, no, I'm not. All right. <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> wow. Happy New Year, bitches. Yeah, my God. What the hell? Getting this one in late. On the last day of yeah. Yeah, little, little, little late, but that's fine. That's fine. You know, we're not a professional team here, fellas. We are not. Nope. Not even close. Not even remotely close. Although I think last I episode did. we finally got rid of all of our bugs that we had. Finally, I, I think I think we're at that point, aren't we? I, I mean, uh, uh, Craig's video looks a little iffy, but you know we're not we're not broadcasting live yet. We may we may eventually. Uh, the good news is I did talk to a bunch of people about our podcast. I think I got some more listeners. Oh, nice. And I saw that on Apple iTunes, we now have 171 listeners just on Apple iTunes subscription. Oh, nice. That's, that's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I have Word an older laptop, too. An older laptop, if I upgrade it, might, you know, the video might be, be, get a little better. Mayhaps. 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 Right. Mayhaps. All right. Uh, let's get started with some horror news. Channing Tatum posts an image uh, of uh, the image comics, uh, the Max. Apparently, he is developing a movie of the Max. Oh, that was that old I don't cartoon. Know if you guys remember the Max? Yeah, it's that there blue was a thing with like the big teeth, MTV. right? Yeah. yeah, purple. He's a purple guy with the yellow gloves and big. Yeah, I remember teeth. that. He's a he's like a nightmare, a multi dimension rat. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but it was a really great comic book series from Image Comics back in the 90s. I freaking loved Max. It was one of my favorite comic books outside of Spawn when it came to Image. <coughs> but apparently he is developing uh, a film. And he posted on Instagram, Oh my God, I'm excited for this. I can't even explain. The Max is a childhood love of mine. It's truly brilliant, genius creation of Sam Keith. And when I, when I was grounded, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Uh, or watch this cartoon on MTV's oddities, I would risk it all hmm. just to sneak a peek. Sneak out of bed and put it on and pray that I didn't get caught. <laughs> Even now, after all this time, it feels somehow still ahead of its time. So he's working on a film adaptation of this, so that sounds interesting. That's cool. MTV oddities, huh? I remember yeah, that. Yeah, do you remember that? It was it was shortly after they did the uh, liquid television. They oh, that was off what- a couple... With Ian Flux, that was like such right. a yeah, yeah. that was Liquid Television. So they spun that off into Oddities, yeah. and they had the Max, and they had that dude with the big head, the alien head. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, you know, yeah. yeah. When I was sneaking like, out of bed back then to watch <laughs> something late at night, hoping I didn't get caught, it was the scrambled Cinemax, hoping to catch a glimpse. Cinemax, of, hoping to catch a glimpse of some yeah. boobies or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sundance Film Festival is over. And a lot of great horror movies came out of it. In fact, the one that really I wish I would have watched is In a Violent Nature, which redefines slasher films with an ultra-gory throwback. According to Variety magazine, uh, ultra in, an, in a Violent Nature, director Chris Nash redefines slashers with an ultra-gory throwback that evokes Terrence Malick. Um... National Variety, we went in knowing that we were just uh, following around a slasher character the entire time. To reveal any kind of story, we decided um, we'll have overheard a conversation establishing all that. And we are standing on the shoulders of giants as far as those tropes go. 
we've been ingrained into audiences for decades. Um, they know right away that the characters are talking, okay? This is an asshole boyfriend, and this is his troubled hunk, and the girl next door, it clicks right away. Uh, the great thing about this is Shudder picked it up, and it will be on Shudder soon. Oh, sweet. Uh, they have a nice trees, uh, teaser trailer that I posted up on our Facebook group, and it says, critics are calling this kill of the year and ridiculously gruesome. It was pretty yes. vague as a teaser trailer, though. I was hoping for more other than just the stuff telling me that it I, was re- very vague. I was really going to like it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was really vague, and from what I read from some of the reviewers that did see it at uh, Sundance said it's a very different horror film because you're not the teenagers and getting scared by a murderer. You follow the murder. Yeah, like, you see everything from his point. Yeah, as I say, it's like POV from the from the slasher guy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm totally for that, dude. It sounds like it's gonna be awesome. And all the guys that I've uh that I've read their postings from uh, the Sundance uh, review of it said this this movie's gonna be the movie of the year for twenty twenty four. Sweet. It and it's coming out soon. Yeah, and it's gonna be on Shudder. Woohoo! Woohoo! Way to go, Shudder. Yes. Yeah, wasn't class reunion yes. wasn't class reunion like that? Wasn't it all POV from the, the killer? From the breather? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that was his name, yeah. right? The breather. <laughs> yeah, did he have a, a paper bag over his head like the unknown comic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember him good. too. Yeah, Marty Langston was good too. Marty Langston, the unknown comic. Yeah. From the Gong Show. Yeah. <coughs> this week there were three teasers released for the new Nicolas Cage horror film Long Legs. That also looks interesting. It, it kind of yes, gives me, although it kind of gave me Skinnamarink vibes. Like the trailer that I watched. I'm like, uh, n- n- well, all right, maybe, maybe. Maybe. So is he starring in it, or is he just? He's the murderer. He is the he is the murderer in it. That it's guy doesn't stop film. working. Jesus, Christ. no, right? <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm not going to be acting for much longer. I'm going to get all I can out of the next couple. Holy decades. shit! <laughs> the cast of Long Legs includes Nicolas Cage, uh, Micah Monroe, Alicia Witt, and Blair Underwood. Oh, uh, the story. The story Perkins crafted for the film is said to be in the vein of a classic Hollywood psychological thriller. Monroe takes the role of FBI agent Lee Harker, a gifted new recruit assigned to the unsolved case of an elusive serial killer played by Nicolas Cage. As the case takes complex turns, unearthing evidence of a cult, Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against the time to stop him before he claims the next lives of another innocent family. Hmm. Well, maybe this teaser trailer was just not uh, like I, when I watched it, I'm like, I don't know. There it just it seemed I didn't get any of that from that teaser trailer. None of that. No, no, no. The teaser was very much too vague. OK. All right. Because I'm like just just. Just like the, uh, just like in a violent nature, like the 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 teasers trailers nowadays are real teasers. Yeah, nothing in them. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Nicolas Cage has been in some great fucking horror films. I really think horror is the genre for Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mortal Kombat Two has wrapped filming. Woohoo! And according to Carl Urban, it was the most action-packed film and fun he has ever had in a film. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I posted the Instagram uh, link on Facebook that shows uh, some photographs from the cast and crew at the wrapping of Mortal Kombat 2. So I'm excited for that. No no dates yet as to when it's going to be released, but it is done <laughs> filming. Going into post-production. I really enjoyed the first one, so. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been a it's been a bit of time. Like four time. years, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, COVID and all the other strikes yep. and other bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> uh speaking of spike strikes and all that other bullshit, there's an interesting article on JoeBlow.com regarding what the hell is going on with Salem's Lot remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just talked about that, about didn't that we? Before. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last month. We talked about it the month before. <laughs> I told you guys about it when I went when I get when I went to go see a early preview screening of it. Uh, you know, I, I I was stoked to see it come out after that screening. I was like, yeah, this looks like it's gonna be fucking good. And then it just sat around doing nothing. And then the last rumor we heard is it might be shelved. 
Um, but according to a Deadline, they're saying Deadline recently put out a report a couple weeks ago saying that the Looney Tunes Coyote versus Acme movie and another another film that they're writing off uh, as for a uh, what is it say uh, forty million dollar tax rebate. Uh, Stephen King may find itself in that same realm. Oh man. Um, previously, we talked about this coming out in theaters back in September of 2022, but that got dropped. Warner Brothers decided that they would push it back a few months. And then <coughs> we remember that COVID delays, post-production delays, reshoot delays back in September, August of 2022. Then Warner Brothers said that it was targeting April 21st, 2023 to release it. Instead, they kicked out Evil Dead Rise. And now we're still waiting to see what the hell happens with this remake of Salem's Lot. Hmm. They have to do it um, for David's soul, right? They have to do it. I'm just hoping that they do kick this thing on to HBO Max or, or I'm sorry, yeah. Max or something uh, or do something with it. Don't fucking write it off. Don't shelve it. Don't get rid of it for a rebate in your taxes. Like this bullshit. Yep. Um, Blumhouse is the host of 10,000 foot exhibition space in the Stanley Film Center. That's right. In the Stanley Hotel, Colorado, where they filmed uh, The Shining. That's pretty cool. Uh, There will be a big uh, Jason Blum slash Blumhouse exhibition of uh, uh, horror collect memorabilia. It'd be kind of creepy just to walk around there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, according to John Cullen, the president of the Grand Heritage Hotel Group, the owner of the Stanley, in a press release, this is arguably a $400 million project, he added on a call with Governor Paulus, um, whom he credits with the making it happen. Jason got a call from the governor and said to me, I've filmed 20 in 23 states, and this is the first time I've ever spoken with a governor. Hmm. That's cool. Um, this is arguably a, uh, blah, 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 blah. So he says fans are going to get a closer look than ever before of their favorite films, Blum said. Although they, although they mon- may want to keep their distance from a few of the items in the collection, we're excited to get to work. But first, uh, we need to make it out of the hedge maze. <laughs> before you freeze to death. <coughs> Here's some exciting news. Diablo Cody says she is ready for the sequel of Jennifer's Body. That was a good movie. I liked that movie. It was, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, uh, according to um, an article in Variety, she says she's gotten uh, progressively happier about this movie as time went on. At first, she was like, I'm excited about it. But obviously, I was a little bit uh, salty because I remember thinking, well, there was an audience when the movie came out. Where the hell were they? Uh, it was a critical and commercial failure and was pretty humiliating to her. Perfectly honest with you, she says, uh, it would be a rough experience that I had. It, it, it was a rough experience having that movie come out. Hmm. It was rough for me and it was rough for Megan Fox. Um, and then people suddenly started talking about the film like it was a good movie, which I thought it was all along. I, I liked it. You know, I think the, 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 um, the theme of it probably wasn't quite ready yet. You know, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. for sure now it would be, you know, like yeah. that theme, uh, definitely, you know, women's power and, and that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cody said, uh, I'm not done with Jennifer's body. Uh, I just need to find a partner um, with people who believe in it as much as I do. And that really hasn't happened yet. I need someone to believe in it uh, who has the money to help make it happen. So we'll see. If she's got a sequel ready, let's get someone on that, man. Look at you, Jason Blum. I think it'll be great. Right. Um, hey, we should all be happy. Thanksgiving is out on Blu-ray <laughs> and uh, DVD. It's out on video demand a couple weeks ago, but Blu-ray came out yesterday. Oh, sweet. Uh, so I, I did pick up the Blu-ray. It's got an hour and a half of extra uh, uh, content, Damn. which is awesome. A lot of bloopers behind the scenes shit, including early ideas for the film that uh, the writers both filmed when they were 
12 years old on VHS. What? <laughs> so that was pretty fucking That's cool. crazy. Yeah. I saw that they were already talking about the sequel, too. Well, that's the thing here. Uh, Thanksgiving 2 will have the stars, uh, the, 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 the girl, I can't remember her name, uh, played by Nell Brock and Nick Hoffman, her father, in the, in, played the role of her father. They will be returning for Thanksgiving 2. Nice. Way to go, so Eli I'm Roth. I'm excited for that. What a great film. What a lot of fun that was. Sure was. And That uh, opening I'm scene really was just the best. Forward. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. <coughs> haven't seen Lisa, it. You haven't watched yeah, that yet? <laughs> I didn't see oh, it. Oh, man. What? Man, what a fucking it. great film. It's going to be, a, dude, every every Thanksgiving, this is going to be played. No, it's I'll like watch a, it. It's just a brand new. Just haven't gotten around it. will not be on film. my list. It will not be on my list, unfortunately. But. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein gets an 8-bit game. That's right, the movie Lisa Frankenstein. We talked a little while about that. It comes out February 9th, but they have an online game on the web browser game called Lisa Frankenstein Slay and Decay. It's a little 8-bit game. It's a fun little thing to play. I played it once or twice. Nice. The movie looks fun. fun. It's a good um, <coughs> good concept. It's going to be a good comedy horror. Yeah, movie. yeah. Is uh, Depp's daughter in there? Uh, that's right. I believe it does. Yeah. Lily Rose Depp. Yeah, I, think so. I believe so. <coughs> yeah, exciting, exciting, exciting. Yes. All right. Uh, one more story here I got for you, and that is Resident Evil 4 remake sales now top 6.48 million units. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, according to their last uh, quarterly earnings call, they sold over 6.48 million units since December 2023. That puts Resident Evil 4 Remake closer to entering the top 10 in terms of Capcom's platinum sales titles, mm. just behind Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, Street Fighter 5, and Devil May Cry 5, which the latter of which has over uh, a million units over uh, Resident Evil 4. No Mega Man? I was disappointed in all those. I don't... Really? Yeah. I thought the remake wasn't that bad. Did you play it? I almost pulled the trigger the other week and... Yeah, I tried it. It's not bad. It. But I just... Uh, they, they have it available for the for the um, the, the headsets, you know, the, the virtual the, reality. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't think I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no thanks. <clears throat> Uh, the train that is Resident Evil 4 remake keeps chugging along. Yeah, so it uh, it also bodes well for those hoping that Capcom will finally release Resident Evil Code Veronica, which I'd like to see the remake for that. Actually, uh, yeah. Uh, so if this if this keeps chugging along on that train, this is more motivation to make Resident Evil Code Veronica come out. The only one I ever liked playing was uh, Seven, the Biohazard. Yeah, it's, that one was pretty good. It, it was, was totally different than all the other ones. I mean, the first and one was classic, one. though. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was classic. Scared yeah. the crap uh, out of me. If you haven't played it, uh, Resident Evil, you can snag it right now on the PC via stream on PlayStation 5 or the Xbox series. The original? No, for a remake. No, oh. the, the remake of the four uh, remake. Resident Evil. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. Uh, any news from you guys? Uh, just, um, I think you shared the uh, the trailer for Tarot um, on on the yes. Facebook page. That looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Uh, the 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 uh, the way they made creatures out of each of the tarot cards. That was yeah, awesome. I thought yeah. that was awesome. Like like there was some like look like, looks like there's be some good effects in that one. And also the other the trailer man was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. They, they drew on, on the steam on the window the hangman. And the other trailer that I am uh, psyched about is Abigail, um, the, the the one with the the little girl uh, in the house with yeah. all those. Um, did you share that one, or did uh, someone put it on the Facebook page? I think. I, I don't think it was me. Was no, it? I don't think so. I don't know. That that's what it looked like. Looked like it's going to be really good too. Um, other than that, I don't uh, have anything else. Merciful Fate's doing the soundtrack to that one, right? Oh, are they? No, it would be nice. <laughs> he had a song nice. called Abigail. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, they have a whole fucking a whole fucking album called Abigail. I went to see the fucking 2015 uh, tour where they played the album end to end. Yeah, that's a fantastic album. That would be one hell of a fucking uh, film. Yeah, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> that's all. Yes. That's all I got. I don't know why that's cut off. I'm fucking pissed. I'm gonna have to re-upload that. I, I hear the why in that. I don't. I, don't, I just hear yes. I, I think I get the end of the why. It's like yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, there it is. There yes. it is. It's there. I don't hear it. There's something hear something it. not right here. What the hell's going on? All right. Anyway. All right. Now we got uh, five great flicks on a streaming service. Chris, I chose Shutter. Um, I don't think we have. I don't think we've done Shutter in a while. Um, it's been a while. And, yes, it has. And there's some really good ones on Shutter. Um, and I think all the ones that I've chosen are Shutter originals from from what I you know what I remember. So this is no particular order. Just five great flicks that are currently on Shutter that you should go watch. Um, I'm going to say Destroy All Neighbors, which we'll be talking about in a bit. That was our movie that we reviewed um, for this month. Also, The Sacrifice Game, which I thought was was just a great throwback. Had a 70s grindhouse kind of vibe to it. Um, go check that one out. Speak No Evil, um, which uh, they're actually doing a remake of. It's a, I think it's a Dutch film that I, I watched last year and really enjoyed. And I think they're... Uh, they're doing a, like an Americanized version of it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as good, but it was a great film. Um, All the Moons, which uh, we I think we reviewed that one, right? Um, yes, we did. Really good movie. Really good movie on Shudder. Um, and another one is When Evil Lurks, Argentinian um, demon possession movie that um, was was just excellent. Excellent film. Um, and that's my five films to watch on Shudder. Beautiful. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Fantastic. I, I haven't just, seen uh, some of those, so. Well, there you go. Check them out. Write them shits down. Yeah. Go watch them. Yeah. I just uh, actually picked up another Blu-ray the other day. I picked up The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, I haven't yeah, seen that one yet. I've, I've heard great things about it. It didn't do great in the theater, but I... Um... Didn't do great in the theater, but I loved it. I thought it was really yeah, good. Yeah, I don't I know why was... either, because it was a really good movie. Nothing's doing good in the theater anymore, though. Like, you really got to, you know, put something out there. That's what I'm yeah. I know, I know a lot of a lot of Hollywood assholes like to say, ah, it's because of these big blockbuster films. That's the only thing people see anymore. It's because of all these comic book movies. No, I'm telling you right now, everyone's overlooking. It's, it's our fucking pocketbooks, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like... I used to go to the movies all the time. Even I would see every art house film I could see. I would see every independent film I could see. I just don't have the budget for it anymore. Yeah, I'm, so a, I'm much gotta, more selective now. Yeah, I got to select ones that look like they're absolutely going to be bangers. I'm not going to pick something that I'm going to go there and go, well, it was okay. But it was it didn't, you know, for, for my $50 fucking ticket to the movie, yeah. a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> What the fuck? For sure. And if I can wait like three weeks and then watch it streaming for like three bucks... Why would I pay fifteen bucks to go to the theater with a with a sticky floor and some yeah. asshole teenager who gives two shits about like it's stinky in there? Like it, it used to be an experience going to the theater. Now it's not, and you're paying more money. So if I can, right. if I can wait for three weeks, which you couldn't used to do that, you know, it used to be like like three months or something like that. I'm like man, I don't want to wait three months to watch a movie. Now you got to wait a couple weeks. There's I seriously watched a movie in the theater and then like two weeks later it was on on like streaming. I'm like shit. For real? Like I just wasted like fifteen bucks. I could have watched this like on my own couch. So yeah, I get it. Like I'm very selective yeah, these days, and it's sad yeah, because same, I, here, same here. And that's somebody, the thing. And I, I I hear the big directors and big you know complaining about shit. They just they don't have a grip on reality. They don't understand right. that people like you and me and us and all the people that listen to this fucking work forty hour a week, fifty hour a week fucking jobs. Right, and you got to put food on the table and pay all the other bills first. And with inflation, there ain't much left for entertainment. So if you're going to take the family out to a movie, which is going to cost you a hundred dollars for a family of four, you're going to be selective. You're not going to sure. take a risk on an art house film or an independent film. You're going to pick the blockbuster bangers that you know the kids will like, the wife might like, whatever. Yeah, you, know, you just got to deal with it. And and the fact that these uh, rich people just don't or have a no grasp on reality. It's not a matter of like those movies taking over the world. It's a matter of that's the choice I have to make given my budget for sure. Done. Yeah. And clean your theaters. That might make me change my mind too. Well, I, I got a feeling that, you know, 
given the way that inflation is and the way that the economy's going and uh, the stagnation of wages, uh, we'll be lucky if theaters still exist in 20 years. Now, to be fair, there are some good there are some good films that are like direct to streaming. You know, Netflix has been putting out some decent stuff. Amazon is putting out some decent stuff. Shutter. So, you know, there's so many other options and I don't have to spend as much money. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, recently read an article with um, um, uh, that, that, that what's the 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 old set top boxes where they used to calculate who watches TV. Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. So yeah, Nielsen familiar out. with that. Yeah, I used to be a Nielsen family back in the day. For like three oh, years. Really? Nice. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Nielsen ratings is now they come out with the stream ratings to tell who's watching what in streaming services. Mm-hmm. And they just released their report for 2023. Netflix has like an eight of the top ten. Really? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But number one of the top ten streamed shows was um, that soccer show on Apple. Uh, oh, Ted, Ted Lasso? Lasso. Yeah, it was yeah. like 400 million streams nationwide. I heard it's good. I don't. I don't have Apple TV it's very right good. now. That's yeah, what I heard. It's very good. I, I loved it all three seasons. Just fantastic show. I just can't really, do another really streaming good. service. I, I, you know, I just can't but, right uh, now. Yeah, I. I, I well, it's because I have. I'm an iPhone family, so I bought like their yep. well package with all their storage and all that extra shit. My wife my and daughter both like have the, them. Uh, the music. Yeah, my kids like the music. Yeah, so. I got the bundle service, which is like Apple Music. I got two yep. terabytes of online storage that connects to my Mac and to my Apple. I got the, it comes with the Apple fitness and Apple arcade, which is like the games. I don't even play the games, but I do the fitness yeah. stuff. Apple TV plus is included and the streaming uh, audio. So hmm. with that, I watched, Monarch. Well, I watched Monarch. There's some good stuff. Dude, on that there. Monarch show was fantastic. I I'd like to see I it. Loved it. Maybe I'll have to drop another service for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to start trimming down too. Like the prices are going up, and now Netflix. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, this. but Apple Apple's only like five ninety nine or something a month, Chris. It's not that bad. Well, Amazon has added commercials to Amazon Prime. Yeah, I just got a pop up. Yeah, I just got a pop up today. I was getting ready Me to watch too. a show, and it popped up, and it goes, "Hey, we're going to start inserting commercials unless you want to pay another three dollars a month." I'm like, "What the fuck? What the fuck, yeah. man? I already pay what a hundred dollars a year for? I think it's hundred twenty. I think it's hundred twenty. For, yeah, it's for, fucking something ridiculous. Yeah. Now you want to suck a little more out of me? What the fuck? Well, like that's yeah, what Peacock it, like, does that too. When they when they did like the football games, like they you know you have to pay for Peacock, and then they're gonna throw fucking throw commercials in there. I'm like, what the hell, bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I got mine. Mine popped up last night too. I was like, what? Greedy the fuck? bastards. Yeah, fucking capitalist pigs. <laughs> and then the best thing about it of all is like they don't pay their workers shit. But yeah. their fucking CEOs get $50 million fucking bonuses. I can't wait for the day when we have a just a general strike and then we go out and we start fucking hanging billionaires and eating them. Feed the poor with billionaires. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. We don't want to get, uh, we don't want to lose our uh, our audience here, man. Like, uh, Well, the, if there's the, billionaires in our audience, they should go fuck themselves. Maybe they come by my house and I can show them how I can make fist a verb. <laughs> okay. The opinions expressed by Sal are not the opinions of the American Nightmare podcast. And <laughs> These are expressly the opinions of myself. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the top 10 of 2023. That's right. The top 10. We're picking yes. the 10 best films that we watched in 2023. Yes. Uh, not I watched a lot. Not ones we reviewed, but ones. That, so did I. So did I. I had a hard time. Right. I had to whittle it down. Quite a bit. Yes. I All had right, a hard time with, with the opposite. Go ahead. We're going with Chris, Craig, Sal. All right. So like I said, I had to whittle it down. Um, some of these we've actually reviewed. Some of them I, I think I've mentioned when I watched them. But um, here we go. My number 10 is No One Will Save You. Uh, I don't know if we, uh, we we reviewed that, but I know yeah. we talked about it. We, in we, one did, of the, we, no, did, we not, did not, but we did talk about it because it was quite a film. That was a great prime yeah. original. We all saw it. Um, yeah. My number nine uh, Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. Um, that movie was freaky as shit, man. It was, a, it was a prequel to the, if you've ever watched any of the Hell House movies. I did. I like them all, and it is on my list to watch. Oh, my God, dude. Those uh, fucking clowns. Like, well, you don't uh, like clowns. Yeah, you don't like oh clowns. Oh, my movies. God. Such a trippy movie. I'm not really big on found footage, but, man, th- this one really, like, scared the crap out of me. Uh, that was 
creepy for me the end of the first one where they're just well the you gotta watch this one because it's okay. it's it's creepy um right, my yeah. number eight and i don't know if we reviewed this or if we all just watched it and talked about it spoonful of sugar yes which was yeah we didn't review it but we did talk about it because it we was did watch another one watch. of those fucking films man that shit was trippy like like trippy yeah. and then the end totally. just like like you know Yep. Uh, my number seven. Uh, we'll be talking about this movie a bit here. Uh, Destroy All Neighbors, which is a uh, a Shutter original. Um, was that twenty twenty three? That was twenty twenty four, bro. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let me move that off. Uh, I thought it came yeah. out at the end of the last year. Well, let me no, move it came that out, uh, January sixteenth. I thought it came yeah. out in December. All right. Well, let me move that off, and I'll go with the one that I had in its place. We'll go with Cobweb. Which uh, I agree with that one. That one's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that one last week, and it was part of my movies we reviewed list. So, all right. Why did I think that came out? Anyway, whatever. Uh, (laughs) All right. My number six is Infinity Pool. Mia Goth is a treasure. Dude. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, and what a what a trippy movie, man. Like like just such a weird, uh, sexual, but like. Fucked up. That's an 824 flick too, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it, it was, and it's uh, what's his uh, Cronenberg. Uh, so it's got yeah. some some body horror in it, you know. Some. It's on my list of things to watch. Too, good flick. My number five is Thanksgiving. Um, we just talked about that movie a little bit earlier. Um, what a what a treat that was. And like Sal said earlier, it's a must watch every Thanksgiving now. It's added to my my Thanksgiving viewing list. We have we have a new serial killer uh, to it. Uh, to admire uh, in a new genre that is now uh, arrives and it's going to be a whole new we're coming we're getting thanksgiving two there'll be three four it'll be awesome Woo-hoo! all yeah. right my number four is saw 10 uh, another like w- what a great addition to the franchise that was i mean it, it i liked all the movies but you know some of them were were just okay um this one I thought was a great reimagination and brought back the original you know brought back jigsaw and amanda um, and it was it was a it was a really good movie. My number three, Talk to Me, which uh, was that a Sundance film from last year? I think it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, that that movie like tripped me out. And I think that's another A twenty four, right? I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that one was so fucking. Bad. I love that movie. Oh man, and they were selling that hand like you could buy a replica hand. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not <laughs> buying that hand. I don't give a shit if it's just replica. No, 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 thank you. Uh. My number two, Evil Dead Rise. Um, we reviewed that one, and again, another another great addition to the franchise. Um, yeah. it, it's not quite the the humorous Evil Deads of our, right. of yesteryear, but yeah. it was such a great movie. Such the violence and the and the attention to detail with the sound and like you know just just oh yeah just no, a was... just a great flick. And I'm looking forward to to more movies from that franchise. And my number one was actually also in my movies to watch on Shutterless. And I don't know if you watched it. I, I mentioned it a couple times, I think. Um, when Evil Lurks, uh, Argentinian film. Uh, it's a possession film. It's on my list. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. There was shit that went ha- that happened in that movie where I had to pause it and, and just, like, like process. Um, what, a, what a movie, man. Like, what, what, a, what a great film. And... It was the best one that I saw all year, and I don't I, I forget. Like, like I said, it's an Argentinian film, and it's subtitled, but wow. Awesome film. Yeah. Awesome nice. film. I got to add that to my list. Yeah, I see that. Uh, that made a lot of top ten horrors of the year. The shit you'll see in that movie, man. Like, like I said, like yeah. I screamed out loud twice. Well, maybe we can put that. Yeah, I mean, we we could we could do that. Like, I got so many on my list that I want to review <laughs> with the group. So yeah, I'll put that. And I had honorable mentions, but because we did ten, uh, you know, there was a lot of good movies in twenty twenty three. Thank you, horror movie writers, directors, and producers. I'm hoping for just as good twenty twenty four. Yep. All right. So I had the opposite problem. I only had one movie to omit. omit. On total, my total list. So I, I had eleven movies. It's all right, man. That, you you that got I ten. In. Um, I watched a lot of horror. It wasn't for the lack of watching horror movies. I just didn't watch any of the twenty twenty three ones. 
Now you I got. Mean, I did. Now you got but, something to watch. Sure. Yep. So, number ten, I went with uh, Malum. That's a good uh, one. We just did that film. one. Creepy. It was good. Trippy. Uh, yeah. Um, a remake as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job with the remake. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, number nine, The Pope's Exorcist. Also good a good one. one. Yeah. Very good movie. Uh, number eight, I went with Insidious, The Red Door. I don't know if you guys. I watched it. You know, franchise. it was a bit slow for me. Like as far as the franchise goes, like I was, it was, it was good. Yeah. I, it, well, again, like I said, I had. Yeah. <laughs> you watched <laughs> it. Movies on you the watched it. <laughs> Weren't doorbusters, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, they, I think they did a good enough job. Uh, yeah, I think it wraps it wraps it up, right? It like wraps up the series. So yeah, so the story was good. And that's why it was number eight. Uh, number seven, uh, no one will save you. I think that's the first one. That was yeah, that was a good one. That overlapped Chris's list there. Uh, number six, I went in with uh, Knock at the Cabin. I don't know if did you guys see it. I did. I liked that movie. Okay. It was it was good. Okay. Um, great cast. Um, M Night Shyamalan. He, uh, he, you know, he's hit or miss. One of his better ones, yeah, for sure. Right? I enjoyed yeah, he's it. Hit or miss. And you're he's like the whole miss. movie. You're wondering like, is it is it real? Like, is it real? Or are they just like fucking around? Yeah. Like, and you know, it was good. I liked it. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely hit or miss. But it looks like he has uh, two or two. I think two new ones coming out. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, number five, I went with Spoonful of Sugar. Good movie. Creepy. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Is, I want to call that one a diamond in the rough. I don't know if a lot of people know about that one. Um, is it still on Shutter? I think it was on Shutter. Yeah, it is. It? It's still there. Okay. So I highly recommend you watch that one if you haven't seen it. Uh, number four, I went with Cobweb. Again, uh, I just reviewed that one not too long ago. Great ending. Really for that good one. movie. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Another sleeper, I think. Um, number three, you went with Last Voyage of the Meter. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that one yet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that was a watch it in the movie theater type of movie. Was it? Right? Yes. Yeah. Just, you got to see it on the big screen. It, it was, oh my God. It, it was, the acting was phenomenal. It had the acting some, was phenomenal. The take some on folks Dracula. From, uh, from Game of Thrones, there was actors yep. from Game of Thrones in there. Quality actors, dude. Quality. Yeah. Like that was a great film. Is that streaming yet? That's... Is that like available to stream yet? Like uh, no. Uh yeah. it's uh this it just month, came out I on think. DVD, it just came out it? on Blu-ray Did and it? DVD. So I think this month it'll start streaming. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I want to watch streaming. it. I just I didn't get around to that one. They they yeah. held out on streaming for some reason. I think they yeah. were upset that no one went to the theater to see it, and they put it in theaters again for a short period, like thinking, hey, maybe word of mouth it'll pick up, and it didn't, mm. which yeah. was a bummer. So they held out on streaming. They want people to buy it. Yep. Uh, number two, talk to me. Fucking man. Yeah. Awesome. A24. Can't say enough. Can't say enough. Yeah, A24, right? It's like you can't go wrong with an A24. They really, they really do have a lot of great films. They, they got they a few stinkers. Enough... They got a few stinkers, but they got a lot of really yeah. good films. They don't get enough hype though either. No, my, they don't. my actually don't. my oldest daughter went to see it and she came home. She's like, she's like, you gotta go see that dad, because <laughs> she knows I like horror. Yeah. Like, it was good. You gotta go see it. That was Australian, I think, right? Like an they was an yeah. Australian flick. Yep. Uh, it's number terrifying, one. man. Yeah, not as terrifying as the Evil Dead Rise. So that was my number one. Number one, yeah. yeah. Ah, great movie. That was, yeah, that was just like Chris was saying, just the sounds and it sort of just sucked you in there and you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole movie. And I was like. Yep, yep. Nice. Very good. Nice list. All right. My top 10. My number 10, The Pope's Exorcist. Again, we that was a great I movie. I can't say enough about that film because it was one of those films where, where we had a bunch of stinkers in a row that we reviewed, and then this yeah. one was like a breath, a breath of fresh air. It was wonderful. I loved it. Uh, my number nine, Infinity Pool. Like that <laughs> film again. Mia Goth is a fucking treasure to the horror world. Indeed, uh, indeed, un- unbelievable. All right, I gotta watch it. 
Is it a horror movie or is it borderline oh, yeah. horror? Yeah, it, it's like a thriller with like body horror in it. The body horror to me, that's horror, dude. That, yeah, the, the body horror shit is fucking horror and psychological too. It's like real, like real trippy. And supposedly yeah, they okay. cut a bunch of the even trippier shit out of like the theatrical release. Nice. I might have to find myself a director's cut. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Uh, my number eight, the last voyage of the Demeter. Again, yep. that film has a wonderful take on. You think about it this way: they made an entire film out of yeah. one chapter, a little part of yeah, Bram Stoker's part. Dracula. That's impressive when you can do that. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, one chapter of the book where it's just the captain's log, kind of breaking down what happened on the ship, and they just turned yep. that into a whole film. It's fucking yep. brilliant. The, their version of of Dracula was an interesting take on Dracula, and the number of practical effects. I just watched a, an hour long behind the scenes. Yeah, that, thing was, that was almost the, a uh, Nosferatu type of. Yeah, very much so, right? very much so. But but yeah. I watched an hour long kind of thing that showed almost all of it was practical in the filming part. They just yep. digitally enhanced the vampire uh, after filming. Yep. <laughs> number seven, totally killer. Oh, guys, yeah. No, that was good. That, that was with uh, Kiernan Shipka, right? Yep. That was a great little film. It was one of my honorable mentions if I was allowed to do that. Uh, I really nope, liked that it, movie. It was fun. It was yeah, a fun movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. I put that at number seven because I really enjoyed it. It was a nice 1980s uh, slasher throwback. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah it, it looked was, a little too teeny for me, and that's why I didn't watch it. Egg, it ish. It's a fun It, it was. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's a teen it's a film, movie. but... Yeah, it kind of gave yeah. like babysitter type vibes as far as like, I mean, that's a teenage movie, too. But, you know, well, it, adult enough. Well, that's, no, that's a little. Well, I don't know. I, the way I look at it, it's like a classic teenage slasher film. Right. Yeah. And it's like this stuff in the 80s. It's a lot. That's the thing about it. It's totally 80s. And I loved it. That's why Yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was a good film. <laughs> My number six, The Boogeyman, the Stephen King okay. film adaptation Stephen was King. really good. Yeah. That was a good one. That's another one I want to see. Uh, my number five, No One Will Save You. Great film, very little dialogue, just a really good film with a really fantastic underlying kind of yeah, uh, for sure to it that was really, really good. Yeah, the the, the trauma and um, you know dealing yeah. with the uh, dealing with that in a in a different different kind of way yeah. it was nice. It was really, really, very much I think about self forgiveness and yeah, and, uh, and it, what a freaking great film. Man. Yeah, it was. Uh, number four, Cobweb. That was a creepy as fuck. I was really, ex- I, I, you know, when we reviewed it, I'm like, this is a great film. And that's definitely amongst my uh, top 10 for the year. Good and cast, my, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My number three, Talk to Me. What a, I, again, fucking creepy as fuck, man. Oh. That film was so creepy. Yeah. It, it gave me freaking goosebumps a couple of scenes. I was just like, oh, Jesus yeah, that that Good scene stuff. where there where that kid like stays on a bit too long and then just starts. Oh man, <laughs> man, oh man. Yeah, I really was tempted to buy that fucking hand replica because that is creepy. Don't as do fuck. it. I want I want people to come into my apartment and go, "What the <laughs> fuck do you got that for?" Oh, uh, don't do that, man. Uh, my number two, Thanksgiving. Nice. I, I I so much enjoyed that film when I went to see the premiere of it. That I was like, wow. Wow, what a great film. It was a good film. I really liked it. Yeah. And and it's it's coming from a director that loves the same slasher films that we love and really yeah. made yeah. an an homage to the classic 80s slasher films. And I loved it. Loved it. Does that movie take place in the 80s? No, it's no. modern uh, day. No, no, it's modern, modern day. day. Yeah. Okay. Uh and my number one, I agree with Craig. Evil Dead Rise, man. Yeah. That's my number one. And the way I judge it is, out of all the films that I bought and all the films that I rented or streamed, the one that I watched over and over again the most is Evil Dead Rise. I think I have what watched it like three or four times. Film. It, yeah, it's on Max. It's on Max, and I just keep watching it. It would have been my number one, but like I said, when when Evil Lurks just like like was something like fresh and, and, and it was foreign, and some of the shit that happens in that movie... Just I was like, the fuck. <laughs> what was yeah. the other little one you said, Chris? The sleep, sleep something. Um, did I make your list? Hell House Origins. No sleep, sleep something. No, I don't have a. No. No. All right. 
All nope. right. That was your movies on Shudder. Oh, When Evil the Lurks, top. All the Moons, Speak No Evil, The Sacrifice Game, and Destroy All Neighbors. Or Speak No Evil. Okay. Oh, yeah. That one's the one. They're doing a remake of that one. Okay. The ending of that one is like just. What? All right, folks, let's get to our movie review. The movie review this month is Destroy All Neighbors. <laughs> Destroy All Neighbors. Let's talk a little bit about this film. Uh, um, the summary of the film is William Brown, played by Jonah Ray Rodriguez, a erotic self-absorbed <laughs> musician. I think he uh, called it Billy, to finish, too, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Determined to finish his prog rock magnus opus. Uh, faces a creative roadblock in the form of a noisy, grotesque neighbor named Vlad, played by Alex Winter. <laughs> Finally, working up the nerve to demand that Vlad keep it down, William inadvertently decapitates him. <laughs> While attempting to cover up the murder, William accidentally, uh, uh, William's accidental reign of terror causes victims to pile up and become undead corpses who torment and create more bloody detours on his road to prog rock Valhalla. Uh, Destroy All Neighbors is twisted splatter comedy about a deranged journey of self-discovery full of goopy practical effects and well-known ensemble cast with lots and lots of blood. Tons of practical effects, right? Yeah, yeah cool. for sure. Yeah. Uh, this genre is a comedy horror. Its original language is English. The director is John Forbes. The producer, Russell uh, Sangria's Alice Winter, Jonah Ray, written by Mike Benner, uh, Jared Logan, Charles A. Piper. It was released in theaters January 12, 2024, in a limited release, and then released on streaming January 12, 2024, on Shudder. Hour and 25 minutes, RJE Films, Shudder Films. What a film. <laughs> uh, this one, I was lucky enough to get to go see the premiere of it in Santa Monica at the Aero Theater. Uh, the cast and crew was all there and a whole bunch of other stars that were there to visit and see the film, too. What a great film. There's a nice Q&A session afterwards. Uh, some of the questions and answers were really funny. It was nice to see the cast uh, really enjoying the film that they were making and having a good time doing it. Um, this film, first of all, I would argue to say it's not really a horror it really is no. a splatter comedy it is a bloody disgusting splatter film yeah that is yeah for sure straight up comedy it's a straight yeah. up comedy but Agreed. with like blood and guts yeah tons 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 of blood and guts which uh, you know which kind of makes it the horror genre because where the hell else do you put it a movie like that right like yeah, it's, it's a splatter film you know it's a yeah splatter yeah film, it, 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 it's good. definitely there's no scary there's nothing scary about it at nope. all like nope. yeah but um there was a lot of blood and guts. It Vomit is gross, and it is disgusting, and it is very, very animated corpses, um, he talking heads. Um, the practical effects are fucking amazing. A corpse yeah. that was playing drums with his intestines, his, his arms, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a uh, lot to like about is, the movie. I cannot remember the the woman's name, but the 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 building manager that was the mom from Karate Kid. Was no it really? Way. Yes. Oh, geez. She, I looked her up when I was in the theater there because when after I saw her on screen, I'm like, I, who the, that woman looks so familiar. That is the mom from Karate Kid. Yeah, I thought she looked, uh, was it Lucille LaRusso? Yes. Yep. And uh, what a. That was her, her name in the movie, I think, right? Lucille? Yeah. Yeah. What a great, what a great. I don't great, know her real name. Funny movie. Uh, yeah, it's funny because uh, the cameos in there because you had uh, what's his name, uh, Kamel Ali Najjani. Yeah, yeah, he was the he was the security guard. At the <laughs> that was a great scene. That that yeah, scene was, was like just was just so fun. <laughs> it was really the back funny. and forth between them. Yeah, it's funny because they were talking about the fact that you know here they are filming this film in in Los Angeles and it was in the middle of the hottest heat wave of the summer of twenty twenty two. Uh, and they said it was like, you know, 105 degrees in L.A. And there's Alex Winter in this giant fucking prosthetic oh, body. Jesus. He had, they said they had a little cooler room for like a, a refrigerator truck for him to stand in while in that suit to keep from getting too goddamn hot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting that you really there are only a couple of scenes Dude. where you can tell that people are sweating. 
And it was yeah. funny because uh, that Jonah Rodriguez was like, there was a scene where they were in the apartment shooting and they were all sweating so profusely. He's like, we gotta, we gotta mention that our air conditioner is broken or something in this film because how are we gonna explain that we're all covered in fucking sweat? <laughs> but yeah, um, I would say the film starts out kind of, kind of uh, slow. slow. Yeah, it does, right? Because they're just trying to introduce some characters, build, build a little, so you understand what's going on. Uh, but the funny thing is, like. Even I'm, I'm sure anyone that has ever lived in an apartment will appreciate yeah. this film because I, I think about when I, oh, I totally in, related to it. Right. I did. Yeah. I, I think about uh, when I first when I was in Bethlehem by the uh, Freedom High School, there's those apartments that I on Chester, Chester Boulevard or Chester Road there. I lived in these shitty apartments and they were fucking paper thin walls. Yep. Like I, I could hear the mom yelling at her kids all day next door every fucking movie that they would play. I'm sure they would hear every fucking movie I play every time I had music on. And that whole scene where like, you just hear the disco, the electronic shitty electronic uh, store, the EDM the man. Like, Cause people like to fuck. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck man? And he, he can't concentrate. He's like, I'm trying to make this music. And all I hear is that. <laughs> no, that we had a, a lady that lived underneath us and you could tell when she had her boyfriend over. Nice. Yeah. She would moan. Uh, seriously, you'd be watching TV, <laughs> and you'd hear her just, yeah, getting pounded. And her little, her little kid would like constantly go out, like in and out of the house, and he would slam the fucking door, <laughs> and, and it would just like you'd be sitting there, it was like bam. You're like Jesus. It was like it was the worst, dude. Yeah. It was the worst. And it's funny because the 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 writer of the film during the interview process, he was saying, you know, I came up with the idea because I was thinking about the fact that. When he used to live in a part of LA called Little Armenia, mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's the fucking crazy ass neighbors that you had that just like had crazy accents. They talk crazy. They do crazy shit." Is that what Vlad was supposed fuck. to be like Armenian? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like you know, kind of picking out this you know neighbor of his in the past, you know. But it's funny yeah. that just everyone can kind of relate to that part of the film, which made it very relatable and very like, yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, well, I thought the part too, like like the the the, the character, the the main guy, um, what the hell is his name, the the the, the guy who's doing the work on the prog rock, like Will, William, Bill, Billy, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he, like like he was trying as hard as he could, like to to like just keep his cool and not have any confrontation. And and I'm like, dude, I get it. Like I get it. Like you 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 get pushed so far and pushed so far, but you, you like twice he walked over to the door and was getting ready. He's like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm like. I get that, man. But at some point, if you don't do it, and this is what they were trying to tell him, so at some point you got to fucking just like just do that shit because people will just run all over you. Well, the best thing is like when when he left and he came back and the cops were at the house and his neighbor was there and he goes, "I was trying to get him to be quiet. I've been banged on the wall." They go, "You banged on the fucking wall?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He hawked yeah. a loogie on my door. So yeah, that's how it starts, right? The noise, and then he goes over and finally confronts vlad and yeah so what we'll do is we'll so say right here we're going to talk spoilery so if if you're gonna if you're gonna watch this film which you definitely should it's fun it's a fun movie spoil it right now we're going to talk in depth with spoilery uh discussion so yeah when he does finally go over to the neighbor and confront him the neighbor was like right on him because he's like i Mm -hmm. fucking know you i know you don't like my shit, but I'm going to fucking put it in your face anyway. He goes, what are you going to do to me? You just walked into my house. You didn't even knock. You just opened my door. <laughs> and then it's like he starts harassing him to the point well, where he has a gun. He's, he like making gun him, he's like he making him hit him and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like you know. Vlad had a gun. Yeah. Uh, he's getting in his face, like trying to instigate something more, right? Yeah. Uh, and it turns out like he's got this weightlifting set there and all the shit, and that's all the noise making. <laughs> buckets of concrete. Like, yeah, like when he's sitting there trying to make his album, you hear the not just the EDM music next door, but you hear him going, it's just like fucking yeah. yelling all the time, and it's because he's like lifting weights over in his fucking apartment. Uh, but when he gets to that seat, when he gets to that point where uh, I forget what it is, what the chicken wing, he was eating chicken wings, and he's like throwing it around, and he dropped one, and he slips. And then the fucking metal bar from his weight oh, yeah, goes right r- fucking through him. <laughs> and he's like, trying to put the shit. blood back in. He's like, he's just, going, put oh, just put it back in. Just put it back in. 
put it back in. Really? No, put it He's like, no, 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 no. Oh my god, that, that was, was funny wild. shit. Just put it back in. He's like trying to scoop it back <laughs> down the, the pipe. <laughs> Dude, Alex Winter was so fucking funny in that role. The like the whole way he was talking. Known it was him either. Yeah, right? it was it's crazy, crazy the amount of makeup. But then that he has his cinder blocks on a chain, and when that one lets go and it goes, it takes his head right off. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I, I liked the uh the guy that was like the he was watching the videos that te- like teaching him how to like play play the bass, play uh, bass and yeah. like he's then like commenting on him like oh so you killed a person well so you here's what you got to do <laughs> he's like well it isn't a tour if it, at least a couple people don't die he's like I was on a tour once I killed nine people <laughs> <laughs> what you're gonna need is a hacksaw a reciprocating saw and if you don't add that <laughs> or no he starts off with the Lie. acid the you need, chemicals. You need no, the chemicals yeah no, the chemicals he's like but that's going to take you about two weeks well, yeah. if you don't have that then i get some uh, get a reciprocating saw yeah uh, that was, it, and then it, it was it was it was really good like the, the 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 comedy was really great there were tons of jokes throughout it um it, it just escalates on and on because, like, he's first of all, he's living in this shitty little apartment. His neighbor's all noisy. He's trying to finish this in this prog rock opus magnus. His girlfriend is harassing him about wanting him to do stuff. His the the building manager is like, has him know, doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, this building is shit. The electricity's bad. I need you to work on this breaker for me. And he's like, hey, why don't you call someone to fix it? Like, yeah, I'm not an electrician. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out she fucking dies while doing that. She gets fried. <laughs> that was part is like the power goes out and he goes downstairs and he's like trying to look and see what's going on. And you can see the fucking skeleton <laughs> yeah. hand in, in in like the in the breaker box. And then he just like turns around and ah that she's fucking fried to a crisp. And then she starts talking in the to breaker him. box. Yeah. But like his his the whole progression of his like his mental breakdown of like seeing the corpses talking to him as he's as he's hacking up his neighbor the neighbor begins talking to him and then he he tries to dispose of the body he goes back to his studio the homeless guy that's been bothering me he accidentally kills him and then he starts talking to him and then he's the like, man gonna... yeah and then he's like oh i'm just gonna ditch these bodies here in, in, in uh, <laughs> yeah just this, throw them over the, the area hill. of long of, uh, of la where people die all the time i'm just gonna throw them out there it's gonna you know whatever happens and then he starts imagining them then it's the neighbor he killed and then it just like escalates it snowballs into like killing everyone in his fucking building basically <laughs> yeah but then it takes an inspirational turn and all those people he killed like they're 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 his, their vi- his visions of their corpses help him put together his album. Yeah, and then like the corpse of his of the building manager was like, yeah, I used to be a r- prog rock producer. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but then he goes back to the studio with these imaginary corpses, which I think that's pretty clear. Like all that shit was imaginary. Like it was all yeah. in his head. All, all yeah. those all the neighbors talking were in his head because the the neighbor that had the pigs uh, when he accidentally killed him he got knocked unconscious and when he woke up there was no body because the fucking pigs ate him <laughs> yeah and his girlfriend saw it so his girlfriend went and told the cops and the cops showed up and they didn't see the body there's no body and then they're like there's well the so pig. she she filed a false report we can go arrest her he's like oh no no don't do that i, I you know she didn't she's a good person like yeah 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 it, it, and then, uh, and then he does get into the studio the cops come to arrest him and his girlfriend distracts the cops long enough for him to finish his album with that asshole, was... the asshole singer, whoever the fu- I can't remember what the hell his name was, and his and his dude boss who part, fired him. That part was so funny too. they were they were all coked up and having sex. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of reminded me of Clem Fandango a little bit yeah, though too. Yeah, Why are you guys in your fucking underwear? It was inspirational. This is normal. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah. like got coke all over their fucking noses. Yeah. The, the running gag too is that guy saying that that's not what rock and roll's about. That's not what rock and roll's all about. And it was like all the stuff that rockers actually do do, you know? Like, yeah, and in fact, in fact, Billy at one point goes, "That that kind of is what rock and roll is." All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when he plays He's from uh, was it Viva? Reno nine one one? No, before that it was Viva. Oh yeah, yeah, um, Viva La Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's what been in a lot of stuff. That what guy. was that actor's name? I don't remember that guy's name. I don't know. He was Lieutenant Dangle in Reno 911. Yeah. 
With but his, what a what a freaking film, man! Shoot. It was a fun movie. It was it was really fun. It kind of gave me a feeling of like a combination of like of like a bunch of different like eighties B movies. I, I got some like uh, some uh, Dead Alive vibes to it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like the, the, it the, had, the gore and blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was quite a few like I I felt like different genres crammed into it like that remind me of like a bunch of different like eighties like you know movies. Yeah, yeah. And then the funny thing is like how they link all the shit together, like how the homeless person was actually his drummer, I think. Mentor, uh, the yeah, oh the guy, yeah, the guy that played player. the bass, yeah. yeah. Uh, that he's been Viva variety, all that's that time. What it's called. Viva variety. That's right. Oh, yeah. Viva variety. Yeah. That's I got that confused with Mister Show. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Odin Kirk. Right? And then all in all, at the end, he winds up getting arrested. Uh, his prog rock album becomes like platinum or some fucking shit. I was uh, a little disappointed in that that he got life sentence too. I was like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending uh, wasn't so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean, and there if, was if you're gonna kill your neighbors, I mean, you're gonna get caught. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, it was good because it was short. There was it was disjointed a little bit. Like the story didn't flow great. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like it like. The, the the story was was very basic, you know. But it, yeah. but I liked all the effects. I liked the blood and guts. I liked the hu- like there was great humor to it. A lot of great jokes in there. The humor was yeah. really funny. The it was acting, a fun movie. A lot of the acting was really good too. Like there were some really quality actors in that film that really played their part well. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty great. The 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 rich neighbor that was like moving out when you first meet him, he's like, oh, I finally got my film made. And he goes, yeah. oh, really? How'd yeah, you do that? He goes, well, I kind of had a friend that knew somebody, and you know that that yeah. money I got from my uncle kind of helped too. And it's like, yeah, well, and like you said, Karate Kid's mom, she she did a good job, right? She, yeah, she was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. The Alex practical Winter, effects were really good too. Yeah, Alex Winter was fucking great. The practical effects were fucking awesome. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, when that. she came back, that was great. Too, right? That's yeah, and, yeah. And, and during the interview after the film that the premiere that I saw, they said that that one guitar, that Mobius whatever guitar, was mm-hmm. a real guitar from the seventies. They wow. rented it to use for the film, and he the said triple it cost... neck one, the triple neck. No, no, no. The 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 the, the Mobius, oh. the one with the really wide okay. neck yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yep. it's like super rare. And the guy said it cost more than half the film did. So they had to be just to it. fucking break it. Yeah. He's like, I was, I was trying to rock out with it. Like during that scene, he's like, I, I kept getting reminded by the director. Like, Hey, you know, that costs more than half this fucking Take it easy. It, so <laughs> don't fucking break it. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing was pretty cool. I, I found it super, you know what I, I see? The funny thing is that now that I live in LA and I see a lot of crazy stuff in Hollywood and, and, and Los Angeles in general, I feel a lot of films are kind of an homage or or a reflection of LA. Like the stuff yeah, that just was life in, that in LA. Film. Yeah, the stuff well, that Yeah, remember that the Cheech and Chong movie too, like when they're in the Chinese restaurant. I mean, that's totally LA, right? And they're like yeah. doing blow underneath the table. Yeah, like just just the the fact that there's a dude who's who has a prog rock album that he's making that sounds like yeah. generally somebody from fucking LA that and then yeah. the same thing with the fucking rowdy ass neighbors that, that happens in LA all the time. And the fucking what I, I one of the things I like too is like like the 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 gist of that was like you know you make the album for you the the people who get it will get it and those who don't you know this movie is like that like yeah. you know this is this movie's not going to be for everybody you know like, exactly. It, exactly like you said it's not really a horror it's more of a, a like a, a splatter comedy. Yeah. But I you get it. Like if you if you like that kind of shit, you'll like this movie, but not everyone's going to like it, you know. Right, right. And and it's funny, you know, one of the things they said which made me really think is at the end of the at the end of that interview they were saying they wanted to thank, you know, Shudder for helping to pay for it and thank the audience, the people that like these types of films for liking these types of films because like I said before, in the economy that we're in right now, yeah. it's hard to make hard to sell a film. It's very what? hard to get a independent film made. What did it do in the theaters? I don't know. And it was it was only in like 12 theaters. Like it was yeah, hardly was anywhere. It and it was a simultaneous yeah. release. So I'm not even sure that any money they made was of any fucking measure. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I found the film funny. Fun. Enjoyable. It was a fun movie. The, the splatter aspect was great. Uh, it was full of some very funny laughs. The acting was pretty good. And after seeing like the interviews of the girlfriend, I forget her name, but she was funny because she was like, yeah, when I was filming it, I'd like, 
I was like, this, I'm just asking myself all the time, why is she still with him? <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta say at one point though, I had to put on subtitles because when Vlad was talking and the music was on in the background, there were yeah. some times I couldn't, I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying. Yeah. The and it was funny as I'm reading it, like some of the shit they had him saying, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, that's yeah. funny. And the mix wasn't very good either. The 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 sound the audio mix like in those scenes like you, you couldn't hear the vocal. Yeah, the music was very loud. Well. Yeah, yeah, which is when I like I said I, I put on the subtitles then. The other thing too is all the music in that is coming out on Sub Pop. I think they're doing a they're doing a soundtrack because all of the music is original music made by a, a composer that that did everything even the edm shitty edm music that they did he composed that himself like he did hmm. every every all the music for the film it was pretty good hmm. it's funny because they were saying we need you to make a shitty edm music and then when they were done they were like yeah it's not shitty enough this is too good this is good EDM. you gotta do shitty edm he's like <laughs> is there good edm <laughs> i don't think so i don't think there's any good edm not don't come at me anyone that's listening to this if you like edm I, i'm not I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm it's just not my thing. like shitty music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So with that, I'm going to say my rating is going to be, what? Three and a half stars. That's where I was going to. Three and a half. I'm going, I was going three. All right. Okay. Let's do an American Nightmare podcast. Three and a half stars for Destroy All Neighbors exclusively on Shudder. Yes. Sure you go watch it because it is a funny film and always watch independent films because without people watching independent films, we will see the death of independent films. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, as always. Um, if you want to leave some feedback, you can email us at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. Or you can leave us a voicemail. If you're too lazy to type an email, you're too much of a uh, too much of a prick to whip out your phone and tap your thumbs around. You can call us. You can uh, leave us a voicemail at one five six two two four seven five eight five five. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think. Tell us whether or not you uh, agree with what we said about this film and or our top ten list. Also, suggest some top five lists or suggest a film that we haven't talked about or watched yet. Uh, we'd be happy to take any submissions. Any, 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 any. Somebody, just, please. Just give it. Just, just so we know that you're actually, you know, involved in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, if you do leave a voicemail, just uh, leave a little note at the end if it's okay to play it on the show. Because if if we find it interesting, we'd like to play it on the show. Um, just leave a little note and say it's okay to play. Same with your email. If you send an email to feedback, just put a note there. Okay to read on on the uh, show, especially if it's spicy. Especially if it's spicy. Thank you. All right. Thanks everybody <laughs> once again, and uh, we will see you or talk to you next month. Yeah, like in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a week or two. All right. Tomorrow. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>